is straight to the source, your destination for food, views and big ideas. Brought to you by two of the best in the business, Tonya Barr and Lucy Allon. Join them to discover some of Australia's most dynamic food, hospitality and agribusiness leaders. Hello and welcome to Food, Views and Big Ideas. I'm Tonya Barr. And I'm Lucy Allen. And this is the podcast from us here at Straight to the Source. In this podcast, we will be introducing you to the people who are driving our food and hospitality industry forward. Whether it be on the land, in the water, in the kitchen or from the boardroom. Each of our guests are playing a significant role in the evolution of Australia's food identity and culture. And we want you to know who they are, their views and their big ideas. We're coming to you today from Gadigal land and we'd like to begin by paying our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. And we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here with us today. So Tonya, today our conversation uh, is really all about innovation. It sure is. Skeet and Pip popped in our office when they were up in Sydney and uh, it was great to have a, a conversation with them and to learn about what they're doing with their sprouted uh, red lentil flower. But more than that, actually understanding their story and how they got to be milling their cracked red lentils. So Pip and Skeet are from Pinaroo Farms down in South Australia and they are a cropping rotation farm. They're, they're growing lentil, barley and wheat. And I think what I find really interesting about the pathway they've been on in the last few years is that a, a sequence of challenges uh, presented them with the opportunity to create a new product and it forced them into that corner and they've um, really had to innovate and come up with solutions. But what they've done is they've actually showed so much initiative with, I mean, like, where do you start normally? You know, when you're, when you're creating a product like that, they've actually went out and sought information to help them piece it together. Yeah. You know, innovation means different things to different people. And when you think about sprouted lentil flour, even sprouted wheat, you know, there's a lot of um, misconceptions because people don't even know what, what that means. Do you remember when activated almonds became a thing? And people- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to uh, Chef. Well, yes. I can't even think of his name now. That's okay. We probably don't need to. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was great to have him up in Sydney. And um, yeah, we're going to be down there, uh, yeah, next month, I think. Shall we listen in? I think so. Hi, Pip. Hi, Skeet. G'day, Tonya. Hi, Tonya. Well, it's exciting to have you guys up here in Sydney. Thanks for coming in the studio. So just for the listeners at home, Pinaroo Farms is located just, what, three and a half hours outside of Adelaide? Yeah, just directly to the east on the Victorian border. And you guys have been farming for how long? Together and independently? Yeah, well, actually, we moved back to my family farm. So my dad's dad was the first landholder there and then passed on to my dad and then uh, after when dad decided to semi-retire Skeet and I were given the opportunity to come back on the land and after I think he said oh we you have one year no strings attached and we decided to stay there so we've been there nine eight years so we've had other careers before farming what were the other careers? So I worked, I did an environmental science degree and then dabbled in ecotourism and uh, looking at the impacts 
tourism can have, especially around wildlife and a lot around sustainability. And then that eventually flowed into teaching in middle school. And I uh, grew up in Adelaide and I joined the Air Force at 21, stayed in there for 13 years and was an aircraft maintenance engineer on the P3 Rons. So how was it to go from that into the ag space? Actually, it's relatively easy. Nuts and bolts all go the same way. Um, I just had to learn. Well, just Not- just had to learn. Um, it was yeah. It's been a, a bit of a mission, but to learn all the agricultural aspects and the varieties, soils, and how to nurture them and make the best out of our, our land that we can. So, how did you decide to grow what you're growing now? And what range are you growing? Um, so. Traditionally, well, um, Pip's dad, she, um, her, um, John was growing more cereal on cereal on cereal and canola. Um, now we've tightened those rotations up to uh, wheat, barley and lentils. So our rotations are about uh, a third each. And do you both work the land? Yes, I'm the lackey <laughs> in the busy times, uh, but I, I love it. Um, we are both very passionate about our soil health and working with other industry bodies with new research. So there's always a little corner of the farm that's got some trial happening on it with new varieties and growing in a uh, – we grow our – well, our farming – land is in a semi-arid environment Mm -hmm. so I think there's something quite unique about the community and the farmers that are down that way we have around 300 mils is our annual rainfall. Have you had a lot of community support? Actually Pinaroo and that that community is really has a lot of young farmers and when I say young farmers like I'm 42 um, but they're really supportive um, we go to a lot of days together. We go to each other's farms um, and just everyone shares their information. Everyone has different agronomists and different um, people helping them, but we all sort of come together and share that knowledge, which is really fantastic. And what's the backstory there? Behind Pinnery Farms? Yes. So we um, we actually wanted to pay tribute to our region we thought our flower would one day outgrow ourselves. We would love to purchase off other farmers because we know there's some fantastic growers around us who are doing wonderful things with technology and soil health. And, yeah, we wanted to put Pinero on the map. <laughs> well, you're certainly doing that. You're doing it in lots of different ways. Innovation is one of one of them, isn't it? So if we could talk about, I know with the sprouting process, that's something new that you guys are, are not just dabbling in, that you've actually got on to the commercial market. But now we're looking at sprouted lentils. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, this. How did that come about? You know, and you go, yeah. okay, I think I'll just sprout some yeah, red yeah. lentils. <laughs> wasn't quite that simple. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't. Um, in 2018 and 19, we, our region undergo, uh, experience some severe droughts like a lot of um, the eastern states Mm -hmm. and we typically grow our red lentils for export market Um, due to the dry finishes that we were having you know due to lack of rain the lentils were becoming chipped and damaged through our machinery so of no fault of our own were they becoming 
cracked. So um, we took out after these years, we'd, we'd taken out, you know, you'd spend a lot of time caring for your land and your produce. So we, we, we took our repped lentils to the silo only to be told that they weren't good enough for the export market because they had too many dents and chips and cracks. Um, so it was rejected based on visual specifications. So basically it wasn't pretty enough for the packet. Mm, mm. Um, and that happened in 2018. Then again happened in 2019 and Skeet and I were, we had it milled. The nutritional value was amazing. So the, the, the tougher conditions didn't impact on, on the quality. And we then started to really look around as to why aren't we eating more Australian lentils? And then we thought, well, if people didn't want to look at some cracked lentils, <laughs> maybe we mill it. And we joined a program. We were lucky enough to win a position uh, with the Farmers to Founders uh, program, which helped us explore customer, uh, so product market fit and customer feedback. You know, is lentil flour even a thing? Is it a bit too weird and wonderful? And from that, we then learned how important uh, it was to make it a gluten-free product. Now, we are a wheat, barley and lentil farm. So then we had to go back to the drawing board and really look at, you know, w- where any potential contamination points could happen. And that flowed from there and talking to customers. And then we started to become really interested in, okay, so lentil flour is healthy. We know lentils are healthy for us, but how can we take it to the next level? You know, what was some of the feedback or what was some of the um, resistance as to why people didn't want to buy lentil flour? And it was the fact they, oh, lentils make me fart and they were a bit, you know, gun shy <laughs> as to try lentil flour. So we then started going, well, why does that mm. make us bloat? And and we learned that the sprouting process um, actually makes it a lot more gentle on the digestive system and it supports good gut health and sprouting unlocks all these micronutrients that are usually dormant in an average lentil seed. From a health point of view, it's got lots of healthy properties, but it's got quite a few different applications. It's quite versatile, isn't it? Yes. And I think um, through meeting lots of passionate chefs who have lots of experience and food knowledge and knowing how flavors work with other flavors have really has really helped us mm. to be able to bring our flour to market as well because it is an earthy taste and does complement you know cinnamon really well um, and works well if you want to roll your next piece of fish in it and create some sort of batter. Like I've created schnitzel crumbs, Skeet's created sausage rolls. I've used it in my brownies and my cakes for my kids' lunchbox. Well, what I love about it from a food fortification perspective is it does give you an opportunity to bump up the protein. It's gluten-free and it does lend itself to sweet and savory. So if you want to thicken gravies or if you want to use it in a commercial sense, it's a wonderful way to really just get that added nutrients into your dish without perhaps adding some more meat. Yep, that's right. We had our um, two-year-old at the time. She was two. And she, How old is she now? Uh, seven. 
So she was also one of the inspirations behind this uh, business as well. Uh, she went through, like most toddlers do, a phase where she just stopped eating meat and then we had led to a lot of sleep issues and we then started to really look on the home front as to what were we eating, how could we access other proteins and that's coinciding with all the droughts and, you know, having this idea of a flower. And I started using it, well, we both started using it, Skeet's like cooking too, <laughs> in in everything. So we were using it, we still do use it in everything because as a mum, knowing that she was going to school with, you know, a cup of lentil flour in her carrot cake, so I snuck veggies in as well, mm-hmm. uh, it felt good knowing that she was getting those little bits of protein throughout the whole day and if she didn't eat whatever she was eating at night, then it didn't really matter and it took that stress away of um, which sometimes meal times can bring in the family household. <laughs> they still do. My son's 19, I can tell you. When it comes to soil health and farming and looking at the ebb and flow of, of your yields and that sort of thing, how are you finding that when you're keeping sprouted lentil flour in mind now instead of export as a commodity, the red lentils? Well, I guess that was one of our drivers that brought us into using lentils. Um, we were using peas, but they would get frosted. They um, And then our other soil wasn't didn't really like lupins as much. There was some um, uh, free lime there that they just don't grow on. Um, so we really had to push into a different aspect, and that's where we went into lentils. Um, they're really good for the for the soil. They break up the um, cereal disease. Um, they fix nitrogen um, organically straight into the soil. So the the wheat crop that comes after it is usually a twenty to thirty percent better yielding, but there's um, just those inputs that we don't have to put into it. It just naturally does it, which is just fantastic because we don't want to put inputs into the ground and into into the manufacturing that we don't have to. Mm. Do you have a mentor? You know, in the ag space. Uh, I don't have a mentor in the ag space. I look at other farmers. I used to do this in the Air Force and just try to make. I used to see who was a good operator and mm-hmm. then if that was someone that I wanted to be like, I would uh, work with them. There's some really good people um, in the district and there's some really good people um, in the wider community as well and it's just everyone shares their knowledge. Everyone comes in and comes up with an idea and you know actually shares it or this is what we're trying and everyone's really progressive in our community and, yeah, everyone just uh, – expands on that knowledge and just shares it, which is fantastic. So when you develop a product like this, though, and then you look at, okay, am I going to sell this through retail? Because I know you have an online shop, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yes. So do you get questions from moms and that and recipe? You know, do people contact you for recipe inspiration because they want to use it, but they don't know how? Yes. Yes, they do. (laughs) And being a beginner cook, which I've been teaching myself ever since – Kids came along and I have a huge passion to make all of our meals nutritionally rich as possible. And, yeah, everyday people and everyday home cooks wanted to see how to use it. Mm. And, you know, we have been speaking to a lot of chefs who are starting to use it now and we have, you know, one of our 
she was a customer and now a dear friend and now she does a lot of test <laughs> baking for us and she makes f- these French tarts, you know, with mm-hmm. beautiful pastries and she makes them gluten-free for her cafes that she supplies. And the f- I think what we didn't estimate was um, really seeing that our product that we just spent seven months thinking about ended up in your pantry and you're cooking all this beautiful food with it and we have such a lovely community around us online and in our local community supporting us with recipes because there's only one of me and (laughs) one of Skeet obviously. So having that real sense of contribution and Someone the other day said to me, oh, I, I put your lentil flour in my mashed potato. I was like, oh, okay, great. And why did they do that? <laughs> why did they put it in the mashed potato? Because she was cooking for her elderly mother and she wanted to um, make sure she had some extra protein, another source of protein in her diet. So we have actually found a lot of our customers – do cook for their aging parents mm, and they need to fortify in a s- different ways yeah yeah and having and because the sprouting unlocks all these micronutrients it's giving them not only this extra protein and dietary fiber um it's giving them folate and zinc and isn't that exciting <laughs> though doesn't it just make you feel good yes that you both you know, have moved out to the property and have created, you know, a lot of different products, but you're able to also, you know, improve quality of life to the elderly. And I also know in early learning, you talk about your daughter when yeah. she was younger and, and then everybody in between. Well, yep. the fantastic thing I love about it personally is that we can actually make these different foods. And, and I think most of the time now we've actually gone away from our meat that we'd actually put into our spaghettis and pastas and um, tacos. And I think I wouldn't call ourselves vegetarians at all, um, but we really have just, with the use of the products of the, the lentil flour, especially being 25% protein, it just enables you to enrich your food with your vegetables and mix it up, and it's just so versatile. It just actually just goes in and makes a beautiful a delicious meal, and the kids don't even know. <laughs> All the better. No, I'm joking. Um, sprouting is an ancient process where seeds are soaked in water to activate the germination, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that you guys are doing that, it doesn't matter if they're chipped or not, right? right? So is that something, is that an educational piece that you need to, because I'm sure there's people go, what the hell sprouted? <laughs> yeah. Is that like a... Alfalfa sprout, or is that like a Brussels sprout? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There is a massive education piece around it, and we love talking about it. It's a very, very simple concept. It's been around for more than five thousand years. Uh, the art of sprouting. So we haven't reinvented the wheel. We've managed to make a sp- small sprouting facility on farm. And, you know, we, that's just the beginning because we have so many other ideas about, you know, what else can we sprout? So we have now gone in and sprouted our own wheat and, and the process of bringing that out into market. 
And, you know, we've had conversations with people about native seeds, for example, using uh, wattle seeds and, you know, what else is there? The scope is just endless. So <laughs> are you working with dietitians or nutritionists or you, you know, who, where are you drawing that, that nutritional information from? Yeah, so we have a nutritionist who we work with in Adelaide and they have helped a lot with some of our recipe development. You know, we are farmers and teachers and ex-aircraft mechanics. So, you got you know, all the skill sets covered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bringing in these uh, people to support us um, and explain some of the terminology has been, you know, really instrumental in explaining this as well to everyday people because they too don't have all the nutritional knowledge. So being, I think going from the nutrition and then articulating it in a way that the everyday person can understand as well mm-hmm. and not getting caught up in all this marketing. There's a lot of, seems to be a lot of marketing fluff around uh, in some food products, which we don't want to be like that. Well, it's important to know what you don't want to be. Yeah, that's right. That way you can strive to be what you want to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who would you like us to invite onto the podcast? And it can be another producer in South Australia. It can be anybody that you think would yeah. be relevant to our listeners. Okay. Well, I haven't met her personally. Yeah. I have heard her once on a podcast and I found her story fascinating and Her business name is just as cool, which it is called Just Been Laid, and she (laughs) is a egg producer. Okay, Um, and her name is Sarah, and I I've only heard a very short snippet of her story, and the way she started and the way she's growing is is very cool. And where's she located? She is in Allen River. Is that in South Australia? It's in New South Wales. Is it? Yeah. Alan River. Is okay. it? All right. She's in the mix. She's on the list. Excellent. We'll reach out to her. So <laughs> You won't forget her name. No, absolutely not. That's quite a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great business name. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much. Thank you both for, for coming in today. And it's just wonderful to um, get to learn more about your business and your family. And we here at Straight to the Source very much admire the work that you're doing. And um, yeah, look forward to watching your next step. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We really hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed the conversation. You'll find links to anything mentioned in today's chat in the show notes. We have some more extraordinary guests lined up and we would love you to join us again. So please make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. We'd also love to hear any of your feedback, good or bad, or perhaps you've got a guest you'd love to hear from. You can let us know. And the best way to stay up to date with what we're doing, who we're talking to and where you'll find us around the country is to become part of the Straight to the Source community at straighttothesource.com.au forward slash community. Until next time.